0: Welcome to Football
1: on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on, and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKing DFS picks of the week. So grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello, welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am joined tonight by both John and Bobby. So we got the whole crew back tonight. I'm very excited about this. First time in a while. Yeah, it is. And now. to watch the Vikings while we talk. I mean, this is amazing. And they're dominating the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers. So. A lot of time left to blow this lead. Uh we could. I mean, what is it, twenty six or fifth? Yeah,
0: twenty six zero. Yeah, it's only a four four score game. We, I mean, you never know. It's
1: yeah, we're not out of it yet. That's for dang sure. All right. Anyway, so uh, a special treat tonight for uh, our listeners um, that love themselves some bourbon. So we did a whiskey and bourbon tasting uh, today with my uh, with my real job, the one that actually makes money to pay the bills, that one. Um anyway, we had yeah, golf. No, that would be fantastic. I wish that's what it was. Maybe one day. Um, uh, but anyway, uh we had a really fun day. We did some planning stuff and then afterwards we enjoyed uh some bourbons. Um with a guy named uh Mihir uh Patel he uh owns a uh, uh, liquor store here in Atlanta uh and he's the one that uh, ultimately did the bourbon tasting very knowledgeable great guy um, you'll hear him here in a second. So we recorded a, a, a bit from it uh, and talked a little bit about some of the bourbons that he had brought, more specifically the one that uh, I'm actually drinking right now. Um, and uh, anyway, so I'm going to let this run so you guys can hear a little bit of that piece. I uh, really enjoyed that. And then we'll talk a little bit about what we are drinking now tonight as we are getting into our podcast. So here is that. Hello, this is Joe Niehoff with Football on the Rocks. I am here at a whiskey bourbon tasting. What's your name? Me here from
2: 21 Package.
1: Me here from 21 Package is uh, giving us some tasting here. I'm going to let him tell us a little bit about the next bottle. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell us what we got.
2: So the next one we're going to about to taste is the, the Barrel Craft 15-year-old straight Kentucky bourbon. This product's absolutely phenomenal. Limited release, so release it once a year. It's bottle number 4122. It's a hundred point four proof and we're about to destroy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
2: You guys can all say hi, don't be shy. It's
1: really okay, because it's it's a recording, no, so thanks really so no no, no. <laughs>
0: no no thanks like, yeah. though. like I really
1: want to be on your podcast. <laughs>
3: I love this table I'm sitting at. I mean uh, what is it great? Top notch. And
1: that it's one of those you know what's what else is special about this table? Oh, hey, I can be What do they call saying. that? Lazy Susan. Lazy 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 Susan. Susan. Yep. A lazy Susan. It's got a lazy Susan. You can't beat it.
3: Dude, I, I'm a furniture specialist. Of course, <laughs> Cooper would know that. Said, yeah. Come on. I'm full of useful
1: shit table. you don't need to know. Yep. It is a good oh, potato. When we get drunk at home? I wouldn't even have here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely you know the, the initial <laughs> one This one's way so
2: different from out. all the notes. No, but a a minor? Yeah, this is a this is an EF, I tend to win when I put poker. That's It is very different. Yeah, there. Nobody's. <laughs> yo, when I went to Kentucky, I thought they were fucking with me all night. I'm like, like yo, know, like, 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 like smell like lemongrass and like you smell like mode grass. I was like, nah, bro. Like, come on, you fucking me now. I was like, <laughs> like, what does this guy believe? You smell mode grass. This says hit of catnip in like, it. I don't I know. Know. Like, no, I, I don't smell this. This
1: is huge. All right, so why don't you tell us while we're on the the recording here? Why don't you tell us what we're what this is supposed to taste like. We'll yeah, know, give, it, give us the notes. All righty. So Ooh. this
2: is one of my favorite bourbons out of this tasting that we've done. Out of, the, out of the five that we're tasting, this is one of my absolute favorites. So Barrel 15-year-old, what they do is Barrel Crafts pretty much picks up whiskeys from different, different regions. They picks them up from Indiana, which is MGP. They pick them up from Tennessee, which is usually just either Dickel Juice or it's going to be Jack Daniel's Juice. And then they pick them up from Kentucky. They source them through different places. But of this one is, all the juice has to be aged for a minimum of 15 years. If you look at the color on it, very, very deep, very dark. A lot darker than anything we've tasted, which the age uh, actually shows on it. There's no finishes on it. It's a com- completely straight uh, bourbon whiskey. If you smell, if you nose it, the aroma.
0: Stings the nostrils.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like the Black Panther? Yeah, <laughs> It's very ripe, lots of citrus. That's what it. that is. Yeah. No, I yeah, I'm not getting citrus. I'm getting something else. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's, it's not as tangy. I think it's fruity. Mowed grass. <laughs> yeah. grass. Yeah, lemongrass. Yeah. It's spit? bright. Oh. I definitely taste some kind of uh, lemony grass in there. Taste it. What do you guys get? Is it sweet? Is it oaky? Is it tart? Is it is it bitter? What's I mean, oaky? Tart, yes. yeah, is there a
0: bourbon that's tart? There oh, are that's all of them are tart, the shit. Yeah, I get oaky. I was say, that's the smoothest that one I think smoothest. we've had. Yeah, out of is. This is number yeah, four. This is the smoothest by far. I love I've this, oh, yeah. and it's, yeah. this one's fantastic. And this
2: is not one of the higher... Uh, it's it's uh, it's actually 100. second highest
0: highest proof it's actually 100.4 oh, yeah. This yeah. is my favorite. Most of the
2: barrels it. It completely <laughs> it coats your palate. It's yeah. what it does yeah. is from the beginning it, it's like biting into a stick of butter. It does at not at taste like it smells though. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I it doesn't. No, you're right. Yeah, it smells yeah. Yeah. It it smells yeah, the smell is more It smells the smell is like intimidating You like like on What the smell is, but I don't get any fruits. It's something like tartier tart grape. Like it's what I got out of it. I yeah. describe it as tart the grape. The smell is very tarty. It's bright, it's it's a lot of citrus. It's it's floral. Yeah. Is how yeah. How, I so how I describe the it. The smell is intimidating, but the taste is. definitely no That is my, my vanilla favorite so far for sure. So the crazy thing about this one is at fifteen years old, usually you get a lot of oak flavor.
0: In at my personal
2: yeah, fifteen years old okay. after after ten years old, usually the oak typically overpowers uh, a bourbon unless they unless they finish into something or if they have just their aging technique is to try to keep it sweet. What I enjoyed about this one is, and this isn't for everyone's palate, like I picked up a lot of mint on the, uh, in the mid palate. Sure. If, if you let it actually, if you take another sip and let it hit the mid yeah. palate, you'll pick up some peppermint. And that actually calms down the oak uh, profile on it, and which is what I really appreciated about this product. Is that at 15 years old, most people get, I, I, I personally have had 15-year-old burgers that I've absolutely hated. I was like, this is way too oaky. It tastes like biting into a piece of wood. This product right here, they did a great job with sure. Well, what they do is they usually taste them. They tell you, that, hey, this product's ready, this product's not. They'll figure out why it's not ready. They'll tell you, that hey, I need to leave it in the barrel for you know, two more weeks, and it'll make everything better. They hit it nail on the head on this product right here. At 15 years like old, it. it is perfectly balanced. And they do
0: 100 of these a year, you said? No, no this is 4,100 of those bottles. Okay, okay. Where can I buy one of those? Ooh, your store, there you go. I yeah, got we, what, where <laughs> Wait, do we, where do we, do we buy these? Where can I source this? Oh,
2: I forgot to mention, everything here's got the family discount. I'll give you ten percent off oh. on my already everyday low price. You're on, right on a back. podcast okay. right now. Be careful. Uh, ten percent off, place, <laughs> including, we don't including have that the many podcast. Listeners. Okay, he'll be okay, including the podcast. But yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> anybody <laughs> that wants <laughs> <to> anything, anybody that wants <laughs> anything from, I, from I you, you guys want to know. You guys got a discount on it, and I'll bring it to you. You guys don't have to drive out there. I know it's a little bit of stretch, and if you guys don't want to drive out there, I live about. 50%. Two minutes away from his office.
3: yeah So it's not, a, it's not a big deal. I don't know. You just set up a
2: stand at our office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it oh, hold
0: on. Don't, don't delete it. it. Hold it set? down. Look at the live. Was that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that
2: was was... Beautiful.
0: Yeah, this is <laughs> my favorite for sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is very good. Justice. I want to
2: talk about the finish it's on the spot, yeah. this product,
1: exactly though. Yeah. Talk yeah, about the finish. Really. We'll the peppermint was it. spot on,
2: right? It really.
1: I'm
2: going to pick it up that. until I say it. Like, no one's really. Like, What'd you say?
1: Peppermint in the mid palette.
2: Yeah. So, this is finished. It's nice. It's kind of hot. It yeah. feels like you're drinking a little bit of high proof uh, whiskey. It kind of burns a little bit here, which I typically enjoy. I like some anything of under 100 proof, I typically do not enjoy because it doesn't feel like you're drinking much, personally. But what I really like about this one is that it's, it's oaky, but it's not like a really dried oak. It's almost like a wet oak. If, yeah. if you guys know, it, it, there's a, it's a weird way to describe it, but it's got a lot of honey and it's almost jammy. Like the fruit comes off in a way that is jammy. Like it, it coats your palate. That's what i It's the jam. It's the jam. I was at Cracker Barrel last weekend. And that's why I was.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it, it
2: sounds funky right now, but if you give it some time and you start drinking more bourbon, you'll understand like, the characteristics I, I, I'm i saying. They actually make a lot of sense as you drink more bourbon. They'll, they'll actually make no, sense. No, I smell the jam. That's what I'm saying. It's like a tarty fruit. I'm like, it's not fruit. It's not fruit, yes, exactly. A tart, exactly. It's a jam. It reminded me of the jam I put on my biscuit. Is that That's what I'm smelling but you know everybody smells different like notes look what we are saying is we're immature no oh. no we're saying is my nostrils are different put it, put it it your... you, like you picked up the peppermint I didn't That's pick up the peppermint it. I just think it's smooth it's crap well, <laughs> it's fantastic I think David likes this yeah, like alright any
1: final notes on this oh, one fantastic for you it's 220 bucks man <laughs> 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 alright nobody buy this bottle and I'm just kidding <laughs> It really is very good. It's about 250 Yeah.
2: Fantastic. Very,
1: very good. I, I appreciate it. it I taste yeah.
2: this product. Uh, so this product, surprisingly, no one knows this, uh, it actually beat out Willem Lou Weller, which is like one of the most, like the bottles go for about two or $3,000. It's one of Buffalo Trace's antique collection products. Wow. This one beat it out in a blind taste test uh, last year for number one whiskey in the world. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy wow. Shit. So This is the
0: number one whiskey number in one the world. One. I'll yeah. take that. It, it was in like, a blind
2: taste yeah. test. Like if you, yeah. if you look at the bottles see... Eyes always have a way of deceiving people. Like, hey, this is very popular; everyone's looking for it. So they'll be like, "All right, this product is amazing." If I'm pulling out a Pappy 15 right now. Everyone would be going nuts over it. Right, right? But if I pull you it, blind taste test on it, I guarantee you this product will win nine times out of ten. It'll beat out half the products I taste. So,
0: so basically, what
2: be.
1: you're saying is, is the perfect time for us to do the podcast for the best bottle out of all the ones you probably brought.
2: I do not believe that. You guys biased, still, yeah, we've got a couple of good
1: ones still coming. But, hey, one heck of a bottle to talk about. So, anyway, thank you. Me here uh, is, has been awesome so far, so we appreciate it. Um, and hopefully all listeners that uh, if you have never done a bourbon tasting, I highly recommend it. It's a good time. So. Yeah,
2: and uh, stay tuned for this brief commercial break for 28 Black, our sponsor for this event. And uh, we'll be right back with Fantasy Football. At Fantasy
1: Football. <laughs> all right, thank you. All right, so as you can tell, we had a great time, uh, lots of fun, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed that little bit. Uh, but John, coming in tonight,
3: what do you got in your glass? It is the ninth day of my. Um, Why are those calendars called? For advent, oh, they're like advent a Christmas the, countdown the calendar, advent
1: calendar, the whiskey advent calendar,
3: and it is the Whistle Pig six year. Oh, yeah, I do have that in my yeah. – you weren't wrong. If you want more of it, then we can have more. Um, very good. What do you think? you like it? You know, I think I might like it more than the 10-year I have at home because it doesn't have the – like it's got a lot of spice, but it doesn't have the mint yeah. flavor to it. Yeah, they call that one the piggyback, right? Is that the name they give it? The hey, yeah, I think this is piggyback. Yeah.
1: Um, I do like so, – so rye is just such a different, like, flavor, especially when you do it neat like you drink it. When you drink something neat like that, it just it has more warmth. It has just more of that, that spice that kind of comes in. Um, but I do like a good rye, so I have the pig, uh, piggyback in my uh, uh, cabinet as well. Bob, what are you drinking tonight?
0: Um, tonight I have a classic that I, uh, I always go back to. I think it's actually one of their better ones. I, um, so yesterday was Pint Day, Minnesota. Um, of course it was. <laughs> yeah, right. And so all the breweries and they made special commemorative glasses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, every, all the bigger breweries here in Minnesota did this. Um, and I just happened to be next to Lupulin here in big Lake, Minnesota. They were amazing. And uh, some places just said, Hey, come and get your glass of whatever poured in it. And your first one's free. Well, Lupulin said, you know what? Come in, buy our buy this glass, and all of your beer tonight is free. Wow. Um, and so some people really took advantage of that, I'll say. Um, but tonight, I am drinking 8-count, which is one of my favorite IPAs from that brewery. A little bit of a coconutty flavor to it um, with, the, with the hazy IPA. Now, with that, they actually just came out with a 10-count IPA which is a black IPA. I'm going to be cracking that open when I am finished to the bottom of this uh, eight count. Both of these now were crafted with a uh, local boxer, Caleb Truax. He actually helped come up with uh, some of the labeling, the names, the the recipe to a certain degree, you know, put his name on it, all that kind of stuff. And so they uh, put together this black IPA. It's got some dank notes to it, from what I'm from what I've read on on uh, uh, their thing. So I'm gonna crack that open here in a little bit. But um, it's supposed to be a roasty, toasty, piney, killer dank finish kind of a beer. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> and so so basically a black IPA. The way that works. Is it actually? It's dark. It's it, it is a more roasty kind of a flavor that comes through with most of them, um, and that's because of the uh, not the hops but the malt that is used is is a darker malt, which is you know more akin like your your traditional stouts uh, and uh, your your darker beers in general. So um i am gonna crack that up and once i do i will let everyone know what's going on you'll hear the that nice crisp crack they put together these little four packs that have two eight counts two ten counts i got one of them for myself and so um i am diving right into this thing and i'm very excited for what i'm about to be tasting here
1: good deal all right well i'm drinking the one that you heard uh, us discuss on the uh, initial part of this uh, discussion and just as a recap it's the barrel craft spirits bourbon they there's uh, a lot of the barrel bourbons when you buy them they'll have a batch number a bottle number and then like the age this particular bottle they only do one um they only do one like batch does that uh, does that make sense like mm-hmm. they make 40 200 bottles of this or something like that but they only do one batch a year so there's only one set of this there's not a you know x number of batches uh unbelievable really good um definitely one of my new faves um, but one thing i do want to say about this which i found out i don't know if this was mentioned on the podcast or not uh and while well, i think i was talking because was so much that we discussed beyond just a little bit that you guys heard Um, But one thing that was really, really cool, this particular bourbon um, won a international blind bourbon tasting contest. It took first place. So what does that mean? Blind is they don't see the bottle. There's no bottle anywhere. They just pour it in a glass. They taste it. And the people pick a winner. And this one won the whole damn thing. So the The barrel bourbon, uh, unbelievable. So it's it's really very very good. I love it. Um, and I'm I'm on the it's on the list of ones. I I'm gonna try not to drink all of it. <laughs> Save it for as long as I can, kind of thing. Uh, but definitely got some really good bourbons that I uh, will be talking about throughout our time here. So, anyway, let's dive into some football, huh? Any uh any big notes that we want to say
3: before we get started on this from last week?
0: Um, start Dalvin Cook. That's that's what I gotta say. Yeah, that's... I
3: think the Vikings are gonna have a big game this week.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thanks, guys. Yeah. You know,
1: and I, I think I even mentioned it. I think I said it to John actually that I thought Delvin Cook wouldn't play the rest of the year. So I'm very and having him on uh, my the Highlander League, the biggest league, the mo- the one that has a nice trophy and everything that I love. That one where I hope to be the first three time champion. Um, I have him in that league, and uh, I will say I'm very, very happy. Don't you have like a pecker trophy or something? The, with a pecker trophy, That is, uh, yes, last place gets a plaque that has a little tiny pecker on it. And they have to display it in their house. And... I believe they call that the Johnny Hop. No, that's not what they call it. They call it the uh, Eisencock, I think is what they call it. Because mm. um, there's some guy named Eisencock that went. they all went to college with that apparently has a tiny pecker. So sorry for last names, Eisencock. <laughs> but it's your trophy was named after it. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's dive into some games, huh? Let's start. I'm going to go to the list. I'm going to start actually just on DraftKings. It's easiest to, for us to follow along that way. Cause that's where I look at a lot of stats. Anyways, um, Seattle, Houston, um, John, I'm going to let you give uh, the first example for Bobby here. Cause I know he's new to this, this process, but Seattle Houston, who do you got? Who do you like? What do you want to discuss? the flow of what I was expecting. I know I did, didn't I? I'm sorry. It was it was a little early. Like you just, it's not a flow issue. I think you just expected a different game.
3: Yeah. I was prepared for the next two games, and not the first. <laughs> <game>. Sorry. <laughs> well,
1: which one were you prepared for? Why don't you tell me? So
3: here, I'll take the, um, I'll take the Dallas Washington game. Perfect. You got Dallas Washington. I'll work on Seattle Houston. So for Dallas, Washington, um, and thanks, thanks for Bobby for sending this chart over. But it's the game with the the most expected plays per game for the two teams of Week fourteen. I think when I look at that, I think I see it kind of adds a little bit more to what you can expect for the floor of a player, and I think that that gives me more comfort in starting either or both of the Dallas running backs cuz i think it just gives them more plays more opportunities i think the way that Listen up Brittany you
1: got them both so listen up john's talking
3: I think about the, the running way backs that Dallas, Dallas has been playing i think it makes Zeke and Pollard both um Ball kind of rb2s this week against Washington um and i think Kind of looking at how they performed, I think I prefer Pollard over Zeke for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, and that's an interesting comment. I will say that. Um, I'm going to make a, our first bet of the night if you'll take it. I'll take Zeke. You got Pollard. I'll take it.
3: Yeah, I had that set up. as I knew you did.
1: And I, and I kind of felt that coming, but I think that's actually a good bet because you're probably right. Pollard is probably very well could be the better fantasy back, but... It's still Zeke, and Zeke's he's still so, healthy, and he's still there. He's going to get the bulk of stuff. He just him. may not be the highest scoring player.
0: Yep. yep. So, yeah. See, I wanted to jump
1: on that, but, but no, I didn't let that happen. You see how you I, did I didn't let Bobby get in on that? And, we we're, we got a strategy here, Bobby. We're and
0: John, strategy. John, one one thing that John probably misses that uh, Tony Pollard tore his left planter uh, planter fascia during his big touchdown run against the Saints, and so he might not even play this week. And this question out. in terms of what's gonna happen. Yeah, going I, I guess forward, that's so. not
1: fair. If he doesn't if he's not playing for an extended time, then then we can't take the bet.
0: But yeah. But he, he is does a, somehow play. Pollard Pollard, they're saying is a true game time decision this week.
1: Okay. So in other words, he's probably gonna play. <laughs> in my hopes of winning this bet, he's gonna play. <laughs> All right. So Brittany, what does that mean for you? Start Zeke. Probably don't start Pollard at least this week in your fight for the playoffs. Brittany, my wife, is trying to get into the playoffs this week. so I'll take the next game, and uh, I'll take Seattle versus Houston. So I think the only real fantasy relevance in this game is at wide receiver. Um, so it's DK Metcalf, uh, Tyler Lockett, and Brandon Cooks. And those are really the only guys that, that I think most people would even consider starting this game. Real quick note on, on Metcalf. He is questionable with a foot injury. Uh, He did miss practice also with an illness. So pay attention. If he doesn't play, um, then, uh, you know, I think Lockett's even more attractive. Um, An interesting part to all this, too, is just overall, you know, Houston's just not a great team. But the question is, does Seattle try to lean on the run a little bit? Uh, I don't think Seattle's been all that impressive overall as a team. So I honestly think this game ends up being closer than what most people think. And I do think they will still con- you know, have to throw the ball a decent amount in order to win the ball game. So with the fact that you know the running backs that are currently active in Seattle are just not game breakers, the way that Seattle scores touchdowns is going to be with the wide receivers. So personally, you're looking at DK, you're looking at Lockett, and then Brandon Cooks. Of those three, personally, I'm taking a little bit on a limb here. I'd, I'd actually play Lockett, I think, as the number one wide receiver of, that, of those three. Um, so that's a uh, little bit of my insight there. Um, anything you guys want to add?
3: Well, I guess we're, are we allowed to add things, John, in this new
1: in this new process, or only bets?
3: No, I mean, you 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 can add something on like like it's supposed to be a, it's supposed to be like the lowest plays for the week. So I think yeah. it makes sense that I'd be lower on the players. But Locke has a big play potential, so I think yeah, with the lower plays, you have that home run hitting guy. So He he, like where um, DK, you might want to have the kind of volume production where Lockett's just gonna blow him out at the
1: well. Lockett, the only time Lockett scores and does well for you in fantasy is when he has like four catches, three touchdowns, and 170 yards. (laughs) You know, those are all just giant plays that he ends up getting that that type of uh, statistics on. Bobby, I'm gonna give you
0: the next one Jaguars versus Tennessee. What you got? Jaguars versus Tennessee. All right. Um, biggest thing to really talk about in this game is nothing because there's it nobody to talk about. And honestly, you can't really be excited about anything in this game. I mean- so, Bobby,
3: this was the other game I was prepared for, and I called it the nobody game. <laughs> <laughs> there's – no, there's nobody who you would rank in like RB one, two, or wide receiver one to three, or any position. Right.
0: So, okay, so here's you, the question: You maybe so, flex someone. I, I really,
1: I have a, I have a question from a fantasy footballer. Are you ready? This is somebody that I know personally, um, and they have some players that are are playing in this game. Okay, so question: They have uh, James Robinson as a running back but would be their third running back for the week okay so he's not necessarily a starter um or they can flex like tyler boyd right so do you is it such a bad game that you just don't play anybody or like you know tyler boyd he's had some on and off weeks like What's the better play this week, in your opinion? Okay. Well, we'll
0: if you're looking say- at James... So, James Robinson, I mean, you're probably going to get a little bit more volume out of. But this is the fifth best run defense in fantasy uh, that that Jacksonville has. And part of that is because they are really bad against the pass. or worst, in fact, against the pass. Um, but despite that, you have no... Confidence in starting any single one of those wide receivers because you don't know who's going to be the guy that's going to actually get any of that work. Well, and here's um, the
1: other. So let's tell you that the, the here's the real options. I just looked at the team. He's got Robinson, Tyler Boyd, or Jarvis Landry. That's I mean, you start option.
0: Robinson. You start Robinson. Okay, um, he's. I think Robinson's still at the end of the week, still the top twenty-four uh running back he's a, he's a number two running back so he's still going to start him but Wait, it, I but, mean this isn't a great matchup and it's a bad team
3: is the uh, name of that team owner oh yeah Joe Neha yeah
0: it's me um, Uh
3: I'm the owner of that
1: team yep yep that was me I asked you guys that question earlier but at least it gave us something to talk about in pretty much a worthless game Bobby I'll take the bet James Robinson's not top 24
0: okay <laughs> pretend time <laughs> Yeah, hmm. so
1: he can't be an RB2 this week, and I, I hope he is. I mean, it's a win-win for me the way I look at it. Either the win the better I win in fantasy football, so either way, I'm happy. Um, let's go to the next game. John, you got it, Las Vegas uh, versus Kansas City.
3: Yeah, I think where um, kind of the position to look at that's not the obvious who you're going to start is the Kansas City running backs. I think against Las Vegas, the 29th-ranked run defense, I think both CEH and Darnell Williams can both be startable this week, especially when you look at um, Jonathan Taylor is on by, Gaskin's on by, Damian Harris is on by, and Miles Sanders is on by. I think there's um, a lot of situations where you could start either of them with um, Daryl Williams getting... Um, more of the targets and more of the play in the receiving game, and then C.E.H. getting the bulk of plays in the um, running game. And against a weaker Vegas team, um, I could see both of them being startable um, the week before the playoffs. Yeah, I like that.
1: Uh, anything you want to add there, Bob? No. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go right into the New Orleans versus the Jets game uh and you know, let's be honest with you there's really not a ton to talk about in this game just like the other ones i could go into like oh kamara's back i could go into you know who's good on the Jets side wide receiver wise maybe more but i'm going to talk about we had one of these games last week we discussed this and uh it was a little bit just kind of funny that it became that 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 particular team. but i'm gonna talk about the defenses is that weird yes Okay, well, it's going to happen. So um, I think this is, you know, if you're looking at this just in general, let's go over some statistics for these teams because you just, again, be prepared for this. If you're looking for a defense, both, I believe, both the Jets and the Saints are good defenses to pick up this week. The Jets aren't going to be the big turnover team, but 27 sacks on the year is not too bad. Playing against a team, now, mind you, the very first start that Taysom Hill had all year was last week, and he threw four interceptions. OK, and some of them just flat out were not pretty. So it, you're probably going to get a chance at a turnover if you're the sorry Jets. Um, and overall, I think this is going to be a low scoring game. The Saints have 14 interceptions on the year, guys. Fourteen interceptions, two touchdowns, 26x. They're just always they're, they've really been all year a pretty good defense. But now they're going against Zach Wilson. Anybody have any idea how many interceptions Zach Wilson has thrown this year?
0: A lot.
1: I'm going to find out. I have no idea. We're going to find out. Hold I mean, on. He's 11. He has only played in one, two, three. He's only played in 10, uh, one, two, three. Six, can you, seven can,
0: games? instead of counting Eight normally, games. Joe, can you count like the count on, um, Sesame Street, one please? Game. Two. Ah. ah ah, games,
1: (laughs) games. He's played in eight games and thrown 11 interceptions.
3: I think he had four in his first game.
1: Yeah. It hasn't been pretty. Let's just put it that way. Right. So anyway, uh, at the end of the day, I think this could be a, again, a a defensive battle. Um, it's in New York in December, you know, weather's probably going to be somewhat of a factor. So at the end of the day, that's, uh, I think a, a relevant thing to talk about, at least with them. Um, Moving on to the next one, Atlanta, Carolina. Bobby. All right,
0: Atlanta, Carolina. Biggest thing in, in this game, you can't – I mean, God. You got to talk about Cam Newton, I guess. He's really the, the main fantasy relevant player in this uh, matchup here. Um, it's really hard to talk about any of the other positions, tight ends. You know, actually, you know what? I want to talk about Kyle Pitts. Well, Pitts has been usable twice all season. Then that's it. He's terrible. You wasted a pick on him, and I'm sorry if you listen to Joe. <laughs> Just pissed. All right. I had
1: to. i had I'll to bite. attack it. I'm, I'm sorry. Bite. I had, I had did... to attack you. Hey, I'll that. bite. I bet he's a top twelve tight end this week.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: he's not. <laughs> I get. I get top twelve tight end out of Pitts. I'm. I'm in on that.
3: Do you think Cam's a top twelve quarterback this week? Hell no, I'll take Cam top twelve quarterback. All right, I'm in.
1: <laughs> There's two <laughs> losses for Joe. No, I'm going to win both those. You saw what Cam did last time we made that bet. Eight points. He, eight
3: he points. He was one of the top quarterbacks eight in DraftKings
1: points. The last time we made the bet, he he scored you eight points. <laughs> Still a good
3: option. <off> <laughs> Still a good option. <off> <laughs> DraftKings.
0: <off> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, no. all right. So, so, got, so that's, yeah, that's the biggest thing that I just needed to highlight course. there is, Flying is off the uh, Kyle Pitt. So, over the course of the season, he, okay, I said two, I'm sorry, three times all season. Week 10, he was a tight end 10, week five, tight end three, week seven, tight end two. Beyond that, he's been 14th or 13th or worse at the position and honestly only twice he was a top 20 tight end outside of those couple of weeks that i just mentioned there he's he's been he's been bad you wasted a fourth round pick on him i'm sure oh i did not
1: waste a pick on him cuz I, oh, I did God. never i didn't draft him in anything oh. uh, people were bad but, no, but right
0: right that's my that point doesn't mean that's, that, the, Bobby, that's the point i'm I I looking made at the beginning that, what, of it and right. that's, that's what I'm making now. What and did he as, get to have the
1: highest rookie points? Like, how far off are we? we got to be pretty close. He's not
3: that far off.
1: That's what I'm saying. So, he's right in line to what I projected him at. I mean, so, so he catches seven or nine yards. The only problem that he has right now is only one touchdown. He needs more touchdowns to get to that point level that we – what was the what was the number? Do you remember?
3: I think it's 187.
1: Um,
0: one, 184. Let me see here. We said 184.5 was, would be breaking that tight end rookie record for points. Okay. Right now, I think he's at like 110. So, he's that about 75. We... He's, at he's like 75 yeah. points away. I think he's at 127.
3: Four. 127? I think yeah. he's he's like a couple points away per game of missing it.
1: Okay. So, he's not far. out. he's a big game. Maybe it's going to be this week against Carolina Panthers. Woo! <laughs> all right very good uh moving on to the next one john it's yours we have baltimore carolina
3: yeah and here i think an interesting player to look at is hooper for um cleveland i think part of it is when you look at cleveland's depth chart for the week um oh their tight ends joku's on the covid list brian's uh, out for the week And their four-stringer is also on the COVID list. And then you also look, Landry is questionable and Schwartz is questionable. So there just aren't that many players left in Cleveland who can catch the ball. And when you look at Baker, he struggles to throw the ball further than five yards down the field, which is right where Hooper should be. So I think with the injuries, with the injuries of the people on covid and then Baltimore being the thirtieth um, worst defense against tight ends, I think it's an um, uh, interesting week for um, Hooper as kind of a it's fl- kind of your low end tight end if you um, have Goddard on a buy or have Hunter Henry or um, Gasecki on a buy. Uh, he's kind of a guy who should be available in most leagues who could get good production. Um, Kind mm-hmm. of up to the playoffs.
0: Yep, someone someone definitely need to look at streaming. And uh one point that you didn't mention for this one is that this is one of the highest rate of play games. Um, as you mentioned earlier with the other uh with, with uh Washington, Dallas, this is the third highest, I believe, or second highest um rate of play. And so expect a lot of Back and forth, a lot of plays going down, and, and that means a lot of opportunities for points to be scored. Good. I don't think I have anything to add
1: there. but uh, Well, I do have one thing. Uh, I think, isn't both Hyde uh, and Chubb healthy
3: this week? Yeah. So, I mean, you would expect them to run the ball a lot, but they're still going to throw the ball, and if they have that many people injured or fighting through injuries, then Hooper, who's someone who's been really disappointing since they signed him from Atlanta, where he had that big year. Like, this could be his week if he's been coming. Very good.
1: All right, my next game is the Giants versus the Chargers. I'm going to mention – I mean, it's kind of hard in this game. I'm going to talk about running backs. Before I get into the the, the two running backs here, I am going to uh, mention just real quick, um, pay attention to the wide receivers in this game. It looks like everybody is unhealthy. Like literally everybody, uh, Keenan Allen, Williams, uh, for, uh, the chargers, God, a Antonio. They're all questionable. Um, COVID for the chargers and just, in- uh, just injury riddled for the Giants. really, uh, I think from starting a quarterback. Anyway, this is going to be a running back game. It really is. I mean, you you got the sh- sh- Barkley who is also questionable, but should be playing. Um, He's playing against a defense that is allowed the 31st most rushing yards per game, 141.2 yards per game uh, on the ground uh, for the Chargers. And it's just a good overall matchup for him. So not only is it a good matchup, but they don't have anybody else. Like, like I said, all these wide receivers are injured. They're starting Jake From. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to hand the ball to Shaquan Barkley. That's just what they're going to do. He's going to be involved heavily in the game. Great, great week to have him on your lineup. Another guy's Austin Eckler, also with an ankle uh, injury, so he's limited a little bit in practices, but um, should have a great week. you got to look at that team and say, okay, they're up. they got to be winning that game, right? I mean, with as much injuries on offense that the, the Giants have, they have to be winning. The Giants, oh, by the way, aren't very good against the run either. 122.8 yards rushing per game. It's 25th in the NFL. Um, and you got a guy in uh, Eclo that has literally averaged 22.2 points. This is on DraftKings. which is full PPR. 22.2 points per game is average. So no brainers there in these games and, and the players and such that you're playing, but uh, just gives you a little insight and some guys uh, that you can get a little excited about this week.
0: Yeah, and to your point about the wide receiver, just want to throw out there, Mike Williams uh, test negative today, um, and so they're actually optimistic that he will be able to be in for this week. Yeah,
1: very good. Uh, here's a question, um, and I don't know if it's worth a bet or not. Between both of you, do either of you like Saquon or uh, Eckler better than the other? I, I always like Eckler.
0: Yeah. Okay. I figured we'd get a bunch of Eckler,
1: so I'll make a bet with you, John. I'll take Barkley. You got Eckler. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the point. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Bobby, are you upset yet? <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> I like a
2: open
1: yeah,
0: where's that next beer for you, Bob? All right. Uh Bob, um, you have all right. So give me a second. I gotta open this beer. We've got it on the ropes. Yeah, we've got him on the ropes. Yeah, on the ropes. <laughs> That's a good terminology for my boxer beer that I got going on here. Boxer oh. Um, so I did crack open that uh, that 10 count. So the fun thing that I have learned after having a few sips of this 10 count, which I'm gonna get into with you guys here in a second, is I learned that it's a 10% Imperial Black IPA. Ooh. Um you're so, speaking my language, Bobby. So I am I'm feeling this thing. Definitely roasty. I'm I'm Gonna have another sip of it here and, and try and get that dank note that they're talking about. Um, yeah, it, it's a nice smooth to me, um, roasty, and then the, that dank, it, it's like this lingering taste and and this uh, that mouthfeel. Um, one thing that you that that a lot of people talk about when it comes to beers is, is that mouthfeel the velvetiness and all that sort of stuff There's a, there is a little bit of a velvety um, overtones to this and the, that flavor then kind of sits on your tongue and that's where that dank kind of kind of heavy weedy uh, marijuana kind of taste kind of comes into because hops and marijuana are like cousins of one another um, and so that's where some of those smells <laughs> and some of those tastes can actually uh, be you very hear, similar.
1: You literally, the way you described that was so disgusting, Brittany left.
3: That was some <laughs> great analysis Jared Goff's game. Yeah. Now let's <laughs> talk about the beer.
0: <laughs> so so, but just I don't know. If you have a chance to grab a 10 count, I highly recommend it. That's all I gotta say. Good.
1: Good. All right. Now what game were we on? Detroit (laughs) Denver speaking of danky marijuana flavor Detroit playing at Denver Bobby that was your game did we already talk about this I don't think we did
0: go ahead Bob um so this is a good opportunity to talk about some running backs um optimistic about Swift being back this week trying to trend that way so um keep an eye on that but but hopeful to have Swift back um On the Denver side, those of you that somehow were able to either trade for Javante Williams, myself included in that, or um, stay alive, you have a great running back, too, now uh, in Javante Williams. I see him. They've they've been about a 50-50 split through the first part of the season, I see him as being able to take over at this point and see that 50-50 split between him and Gordon and have that kind of shift over time here to kind of a 60-40, 70-30 kind of a split between those two backs. Um, Melvin Gordon very much still serviceable, uh, someone that you can definitely flex yet, but um, – Definitely be wary about that and keep an eye on the injury report because it's trying, to, it looks like he's going to come back this week. But, um, really optimistic about what Javante Williams can be churning out for you week in and week out here.
3: And I have Javante against Joe, and the winner goes home.
1: It really is the winner goes home. There might is,
3: be an outside
1: shot of making a no, no. I mean, these, it'd be really hard, but I mean, I have to it. win. You have to win. If, if I lose, I can you have still sneak touched. in with a Britney loss and uh, and a Rachel loss. Um, I could still sneak in. But uh, yes, it is a that that is a good game. Uh, it's going to be tight, John. It's going to be tight. Um, all right, John. You got San Francisco. Yeah, there's kind of two
3: ways I could go for this game. I think it's either talking about the San Francisco running backs or the Cincinnati wide receivers. I talked about Cincinnati wide receivers last week, so I think I'll talk about San Francisco. Okay. I think the thing to watch is I think two people to pick up who, who might not be on anyone's radar right now are um, Wilson Jr. and then Michael Hasty for San Francisco. Um, Mitchell took an elbow to the helmet during the game last week, but played through, but then had concussion systems, symptoms on Monday. So he's being held out of practice right now for against, um, against Cincinnati, who's allowed the fourth most rushing yards per game. And, um. Is 24th against running backs, so it's a good matchup. San Francisco likes to run the ball. I think they're going to try and keep the ball out of Burrow's hands um, to try and limit his um, their Cincinnati's big play potential. Yep. So I think it could be a good game for the San Francisco running backs, especially with how many running backs are on by this week that. If Mitchell doesn't play, there's two kind of cheap guys who might not be rostered on many leagues who you could easily pick up and start for the week.
0: Great. Mike? Get-
1: yeah,
3: I don't have any extra
1: extra comments. I'm going to go into the next game here, Buffalo Tampa. Really game of the week, right? I mean, that's probably one of the best ones to see this week. Uh, just TV wise, if you're watching, um, it's hard to, to focus on any one player here. If
3: I don't think that's the game week, I think the Monday. The Monday night. Wow, well,
1: true. Uh, we, I'm not disagreeing with that. But anyway, into this game, um, if you have players on this in this in this particular game, you're starting. I think everybody. So it's hard to talk about or focus on one position or one player. Um, I'm going to talk about the wide receivers because I think these are some some good complexity there. But again, if you have players in this game with the exception, of maybe the Buffalo running backs, um, you're starting everybody. Okay. Yeah. So don't start the running backs for Buffalo because that's just a crap shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the wide receiver side, I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, specifically on Buffalo side uh, and also a little bit on Tampa side here. But uh, on Buffalo side, something interesting for me is you've had Diggs has been consistent of late. Okay. So he kind of had a slow start this season. Week six, he had nine catches. And then from then on, he's kind of he's kind of leveled out. Um, he's averaging right now 17 points a game. Obviously, last week, in a wind-destroyed football game, the guy still had four catches for 51 yards, which is incredible in that game, to be honest with you. Um, but overall, he's been fairly consistent, not scoring really under 15 points since week six. So, at, with the exception of, like I said, last week, where he scored nine. Um, but... I, just consistency, you're, you, you're excited, you're happy about that uh, and got kind of the player you want. But the other guys in Buffalo is, are these guys startable or not? Okay? So you got Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. And Sanders is so much the boomer bust guy, right? Like he's had weeks of 26 points, 13, 14, 20, and then he's had weeks of five. Five seven zero. I mean, he had put up a zero against the Dolphins. Um, so and he had fourth targets in that game, wasn't even like wasn't even involved. So I he's just a boomer bus guy. I think for me this week, he's on the boom side. Um, Tampa Bay is great defense, really, but against the pass, they're vulnerable. Um, they're not terrible. Let's let's be honest here. They're 20th against the pass, uh, as far as yardage goes, 19th against wide receivers in fantasy. Um, so it, not. Not so terrible that you're like, "Oh my gosh, we're going to score a ton of points, but they're just not ideal. I'm on Sanders this week over Beasley. Beasley's more the possession guy. Sanders' more that deep guy um, that's the, that's what I like here at least this week. And then on the Tampa Bay side, um, you're playing against Buffalo, who's ranked number one against the pass. Uh, Tradavius White, I think is still out, um, so with him not being not playing that significantly reduces. Uh, really, a big strength that they have in their defensive backs. Um, so I'm, I, I, think you, Tom Brady at quarterback. I think you're, you're playing and starting with all kinds of excitement, everybody across the board there. And for me, um, Godwin's been the, the better player of late. Uh, well, I shouldn't necessarily say that because I mean it's not like Evans didn't have a, a good week. I mean last week Evans had seven catches for 99 yards, uh, but Godwin just, I mean, 17 targets. The guy had 15 catches last week. So it's hard to say that um, anybody's really going to catch Godwin of those receiving cores, uh, and I do like him best this week out of those guys. Beyond Evans and Godwin, it's it's kind of tough to to talk about anybody else on that side. Brown is still out, suspended, um, should be back I think next week if I'm not mistaken.
0: But sure. Yeah, I, think there. I think he's yeah, like Is it too guess- much? Yep. Yeah, two more weeks. And then his ankle is still messed up yet, too. Yeah. Um, John, question for you. Bobby. What side do you like better? Any of the Tampa Bay wide receivers versus Stefan Diggs? You don't even have to name a Tampa Bay wide receiver.
2: Oh, just, just literally
0: any of their wide receivers. So are you Stephon taking? Diggs? I think I like Diggs. You like Diggs? Yeah. All right, I'll take that. I get any wide receiver, the best, highest scoring wide receiver, versus Stefan Diggs.
3: Yep. Call me ballsy. Okay. <laughs> All right, ballsy.
1: All right, Bobby, you got the last game Monday night. No. Oh no, Sunday, Sunday night. Whoops. John gets the last game. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun on you there, Bobby. You got the Sunday night game. Do you know who it
0: is? Sunday night? Oh, i got to talk about the Packers? Packers-Bears. Why do I got to talk about the Packers and the Bears? That's
1: just, the, that's just how the cookies crumbled this time. That's how the chips... Uh, uh, have fun. Enjoy it.
0: <sighs> okay, well, we're going to talk about the wide receivers uh, in this game. Um, and so, with that, I mean, Randall Cobb is one story. He's out for a while. He's not someone that... Uh, you're necessarily targeting for too many other things, but just had to mention that as, as uh, something that's relevant because it just kind of boosts those secondary wide receivers outside of Adams a little bit more. Um, so, and really that, that falls to Alan Lazard. Um, Scantling is going to be your deep threat. I see this as a big game here coming for Mr. Devontae Adams. Um, now, in the first meeting, they only allowed the, – the, I'm talking about Chicago here. In the first meeting, Bears only allowed eight catches, 130 yards and a touchdown, two wide receivers across the board in this game. Um, in that first game, I should say. So, you know, you, you may temper expectations a little bit in terms of what will happen here. But even with that, I mean – you, you didn't get your best game out of Devontae Adams, four for 89 in that, in that matchup there, no touchdowns. Um, he actually only has uh, four games this season where he has scored touchdowns, but I see this as one of those games that he's going to score in. I mean, they're coming off their bye, they're, we- they're well-rested, and uh, they're going to want to make a statement coming into the second half of the game here, uh, or in, ter- in terms of the, the last half of the, uh, the season here, I should say. Um, they're trying to stay within that um, race for the number one seed and everything. So um, I see Aaron Rodgers coming out and trying to make a, a big statement there, hitting Adams, hitting Valdez, Scantling. I see as I really think he's going to be a guy that gets that long touchdown um, catch here. Darnell Mooney is probably your best wide receiver in terms of Chicago side of the ball, and it looks like. Fields is going to be back this week, um, so something to keep an eye on there. But one bigger aspect of this is J.R. Alexander started practicing again. Who's going to be who he's going to be on, or if he's just going to be on a side of the field, is, is something that is yet to be seen um, once he returns here. Allen Robinson's un- unplayable. I mean, we haven't had anything big from him all season long, and so just a couple things to be aware of there and keep your eye on, but. Uh, beyond all that there's not all too much that you're really looking at you're starting all of your packers and uh yeah probably montgomery and that's about it outside of mooney if you need a long shot but again temper expectations there
1: yeah i don't think there's too much to add in that game john you got the last one this is you're right probably game of the week arizona la rams <sighs> big monday night game going into the final uh, stretch for the playoffs for those that uh are working on it, uh, and I know I got some guys that are playing Monday night to try and uh, seal the deal for my playoff
3: spot in a lot of league. So John, go ahead. Vikings are going to lose. It's in... uh,
0: Joe. It, I blame it, you. Kind of what? Blame me for
3: what? I
1: blame you. You
0: mentioned you mentioned the score and uh, well, that we were doing really well. And we're your we're trying
1: now. to update people as to what we're doing, when we're doing it. So I'm sorry. I mentioned the score. I wasn't saying that we were going to win. i was just saying. All oh
3: right, God. last game, game of the week. Let's talk about
0: quarterbacks. (laughs) Bobby's preseason
3: MVP going up against (sighs) the former Detroit Lion, Matthew Stafford. And I just want to talk about kind of draft strategy. I think if you're like me of someone who waited on quarterbacks throughout your draft, Stafford was one of those guys who – I targeted and drafted, oh, my God. (sighs) Fucking A, James Washington. We're going to lose. God, we are going to lose. But, you know, I wait. (laughs) A lot of people are drafting kind of Kyler. You go for two here, right? Kyler is is, uh, the (laughs) highest scoring by average quarterback, but Stafford is only two points per game behind him, and Stafford hasn't missed any games. So I think that just shows you that, you don't have to go into the first three, four rounds to draft a quarterback. You can wait to round six, seven, eight, and get someone like Stafford, who's in a high-paced offense, going to throw the ball a lot. And I just think that's something to take away for next year.
0: Oh, yeah. Waiting on quarterback works. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, but not if you wait until the
1: 15th round and draft like Tua Tagliavola as your only quarterback.
0: Hey, Obviously, I think you proved that the
1: that process didn't freaking work.
0: What do you mean? Explain well, further. Okay. Do you want me to go to your team? You, yeah.
3: You spent the same amount on Tua as I did on Hurts.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. okay, we're talking about this. that's an auction. Different yeah. strategy. Different thing. Okay
1: oxen but you still same concept you didn't want to spend <laughs> nope, a lot of nope, money it's so.
0: not it's not not the same Draft <laughs> and auction are very different okay but you're developing a
1: team bobby your, your development of a team your excuse was you don't have to have a star quarterback a good quarterback you can totally go with below average quarterbacks and still perform and play well and and win and leave, I never right? said i
0: never said below average quarterbacks will win you a league okay, i never so, said that. okay
1: uh, you don't have to draft a high quarterback in order to right.
0: win your league. So you right.
1: didn't in that league. Yep. did not draft a quarterback. And I,
0: I, if the if the season ended right now, I'm in the playoffs just like you.
1: Yeah, but that's because and you had John. a trade to get Kyler
2: Murray.
3: But you have – I think you have like the lowest amount of points in the league.
1: And he's still somehow making the playoffs. But literally, you had to make a trade yep. to get Kyler Murray. And the only oh, because, reason you have and, any and the shot, reason.
0: The reason why I was able to make that trade is because of the depth that I had at all the other positions.
1: Oh No, because you made a trade. Because I was able to draft and pick up. Yep, see? Yeah, see?
0: It's but... about how you draft and create your teams and draft them. Yeah, you're, there's no chance you And, can and, and you're you're, way, you're bringing but... up a draft strategy in a league that we use auctions for. Yeah, 100%. So, it's still a draft. So you, you're, you're, no, you're, your argument is void. Th- we're not even talking about the same thing. You're talking about apples and steak here. These aren't even in the same category of food.
3: They're both food, though. (laughs) They're
1: both food is right. They're
0: they're very right. They are both food. So So they're in a
1: category together somewhere. Both come out
3: brown, Bobby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've heard that one a (laughs) lot. I think the apples got a little bit faster, right?
3: (laughs) All right. That's week 14. Yeah,
1: and uh, we're done. (laughs) We got nothing else. Uh, I don't think we have anything else, do we? No.
3: Nope.
1: Bobby, you got anything you want to add? You got a, you have a quote ready because I didn't get one ready tonight. Yeah, I'm on a side bet for our – We have lunch. to. Have to have a side bet. That's I mean, a winners one, in the playoffs. I don't know, Bobby. Do you have any suggestions for John and I side bet?
0: Um, Winner gets the $250 bottle of whiskey that you have in your house. I, feel like, I don't like that. I feel, that.
3: Like
0: loser, I feel like the loser has to drink a forty for
3: the
1: next
0: podcast. <laughs> oh, oh! Uh, I, I mean, think, I, am in. I, I I think. Well, that. it'll be it would it'll be the first round of the playoffs, and uh, so that might be a, a fun podcast to to do. With. Yeah. Some losers, some
1: losers got the forty. I'm in on that. I like it. Good bet, John. All right, do we need to make any other bets before we go so we can try to catch Bobby or? Uh, no. No.
0: So yeah, we got you, you guys are just going to find yourself in deeper and deeper trouble. Yeah, keep
1: going down that path of, of getting ourselves in trouble. But, all right, we'll take it as it is. Uh, I enjoyed it tonight, fellas, as always. Bobby, did you look up a quote or are we good to go?
0: No, I, I always have one here.
1: All right, let's hear it. How are you going to – or not quote, I guess the cheers.
0: What are we cheersing to? Um, we're, we're cheersing to – I mean, here we are. Going into the playoffs, this is not a time to mess around. So, to that, raise your glass. I have a nice toast for you. Here's the things that we don't mess around with: To so, rattlesnakes and condoms. Two things I don't fuck with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. I enjoy it.
3: That's why you have three kids. That's why. It's
1: that's that's why.
0: That is show. why I have three children, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh. Good stuff. <laughs> I enjoyed it, guys. Have a good night. Bye.
0: Night, bye.